This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is Afternoons with Helen Farmer on Dubai Eye 103.8. Helen Farmer with you for Afternoons with Helen Farmer. Um, Hope you're well. Hope you're having a great one. Talking today about the power of community, of connection, and how ultimately having the right people around you can really set you up for 2024. Um, We were speaking to Adil from Brotherhood DXB and getting his advice on what makes a great resolution for the year ahead and what makes a terrible one. Yes, we are a massive January cliche. We are talking resolutions, intentions, but actually how to get them to stick and why it can be literally life-changing to communicate what you want for the year ahead. Um, Adela is with us today from Brotherhood DXB. They're an organisation, a community that really cares about every aspect of man's wellness, from individual coaching, which she does, to the community side. He's got what they call a tribe that meets once a week, Tuesday nights, eight o'clock, coming together and connecting. So more than 250 men who really understand the importance of fostering meaningful relationships and supporting each other. So you are you are quite literally changing lives. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Doing very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm really well. Really, really well, thanks. I'm having a great start to the year. I, as I said, my my words, my three words are family, like my kids are growing up so fast it's frightening me Um, to be more creative in work but outside of work and express myself a little bit more I think I've always written and I want to be doing more of that and travel when I look back at like the last things I enjoyed in 2023 those core memories a lot of them are to do with this sense of exploration and discovery and that makes sense makes complete sense you know I hadn't thought about those three words for myself but as you mentioned it I was thinking of Fun, focus, and freedom. Oh, I like those. Yeah. Fun is so underrated. Like we we kind of think about like hustle and strive and earn and da da da. Life is short. It yeah. really is. The scent that I love that idea of being playful and enjoying ourselves. It yeah. really is. When does that stop? At what age do we just stop being fun? What do you define as fun? Being silly. Yeah, me too. You know, just just letting go and not caring what people think about you and just being yourself. Yeah, love it. So what, tell us a little bit about your mission with Brotherhood DXB. <clears throat> Where did it begin for you when you started to identify that actually there was a gap for a community, so of men in particular? So in the beginning, I didn't see it as a gap for a community. I just, I built it because I needed it. And when I went through a pretty difficult time about four years ago, again, during the pan- I think before the pandemic, and it was a dark space where I realized that I had suppressed so much of my emotions, my thoughts, my feelings, and it would come out and explosive ways. Mm. I was a very angry man. Um, I didn't understand myself at all. And I was quite lucky that I didn't go into like a severe depression. And when I came out of, say, therapy, I realized that, well, one of the main things I didn't do was talk. And I want to just help men talk because we don't do it typically. Why do we think that is? Uh, we're not encouraged. We're not encouraged to speak up. We are... It's, it's glamorized to be stoic and strong and the silent type. The strong silent type, as mm-hmm. an example, is, is very much glamorized. Um, and I think often as well when we do open up, it can be met with, um, I don't know, just resistance. Can I ask from like a, 
I'm asking this as a woman, but I think a lot of a lot of women say they want this evolved emotional man, but when that actually is presented to them, they actually don't. Yeah, I have sort of, I have a few female clients that I work with as well, and when asking them, you know, can you really handle a man's truth? And really, like I give them some some pretty weird and funky examples, but if that was his truth, could you handle it without making it about you? And they admit that it would struggle, mm. you know, because they were, our first reaction is to think, oh, how does that make me feel? Without holding space for that person. And a lot of the men that come to the men's circle, so we, every, meet, um, every week on a Tuesday evening, we sit at Jamera Beach. Um, we average around 20 men each week. And I, I give each one five, five minutes to talk about anything they want, how they're feeling in every way. And we, we have nothing to say back. We just hold space for them. And it's sometimes it's the first time in their life or in that week that they can speak without someone having to say something back. For women, maybe we... We know I go out for dinner with my friends and it becomes like free therapy a lot of the time. And I don't know if this is the same for all men, but my husband will come back from dinner with like good mates and really good mates. And I'm sure there's a lot of work chat, probably a bit of Chelsea chat. Um, And I think you've got, it's such a choice to turn into relationships where you can talk about, you know, worries whether it's professional or personal or relationship or financial and I think in an expat community that's perhaps even more challenging to find someone that you can really trust to open up to people just need to realize that no one can hold anything against you if you own it mm. a lot of people are just trying to compete with each other everything in I don't want to I don't want to generalize Dubai but it's a it's a show Right, you gotta look the part, you gotta be the part. So if you express that I'm struggling financially or my marriage is falling apart and or whatever it might be, that might make you be you might be perceived as weak or not a man or you know, whatever it is. So ostracized or Exactly. But when these men come to the circle and some of them do come and they say, I'm not gonna talk, I'm just gonna be here today if they come for the first time. But when they see one man speak, another man speak, and really opening up and bearing his soul and realizing that hang on a second, I'm I'm like this guy. But isn't that the power of, of, of it? Because yeah. I was listening to um, Alain de Botton recently and he was talking about how, you know, we, it's that classic, we compare our insides to other people's outside. Yeah. And we've got this massive disconnect between what we're feeling, what we're experiencing and what we perceive other people to be experiencing. Because I'm using mental health as an example. People don't come out that often and say, I'm struggling, I'm seeing a doctor, I'm seeing a therapist, I'm on this medication, da, da, da. But sometimes one, you know, one person... The, the damn burst and you have these really incredible yep. me too moments and that's it and in the circle we have this thing this rule where we say if you can resonate with what a man's saying we just raise your hand mm-hmm. so we can also show him that we're actively listening mm-hmm. um, but that me too moment is so healing we are talking um, about the power of connection and community. We're going to be talking about resolutions next. Adela with us from Brotherhood DXB. And um, a message from Julie saying, interesting study showing how journaling is 30% more effective for males more than females to help with mental health. Keen to get your take on that. And we are talking about what makes a great resolution, what makes an absolute rubbish one, and uh, what can you put in place to help them stick in 2024? Joining us in studio is coach, community leader, Adil from Brotherhood DXB. A number of you getting in touch with the word bro on 4001 to get details of those guys. They've got community of more than 250 men come together weekly to 
talk or not talk, be together, support each other. And we've had a message here, no name on this one, and you can always get in touch anonymously, whether you're asking for the details or just want to share your thoughts, saying, men don't open up to other men because we're not good at giving advice. We are the chandler of friends. Can I interest you with a joke, as he says? So true. But we're really good at deflecting because the moment you, you know, you do share or you... Um, you express something a little bit more deep, you immediately feel vulnerable. And so as men, we're great at deflecting, using humor, banter is like mm-hmm. our thing. No, I remember once I used to, well, back when, in the UK with my friends, and I maybe I might drop something a little bit profound into the group, and I'd be met with, just have a drink, don't worry about it, let's carry on. Like, on. Why, why, are you, why are you bringing the mood down? Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so common to use humor to, to avoid having that deeper connection. The real stuff. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about New Year's resolutions in general, Adil? You know, so I went kind of full circle for being that guy all about them to hating them completely and never doing anything <laughs> to now coming to a place of, I think you mentioned the word earlier, being more intentional. Yeah, I'm with you. I think there's an awful lot of pressure that people put on themselves at, yep. this, at this time of year. And there's this idea, this kind of um, desire, I guess, that, you know, come midnight, I am going to be a completely different person who is full of, you know, I'm going to have motivation I've never had before. Yeah. My, my, like my, my palate's going to change. I'm not going to want to chocolate in 2020. Yeah. It's absolute yeah. nonsense. Like you are the same person you were, you know, on the last day of last day of the year. But I think these unrealistic resolutions, you know, the, the counter that, is, as you say, is having intentions and hope. I think there's a lot to be said for hope. The thing is, resolutions can work. And the study shows, uh, there was a study that showed that people that do set resolutions are 10 times more likely to actually meet them by the end of the year than those that don't. But, right, what, but what kind of resolutions? Like, I think, that, I think there's, there's good ones and there's maybe less, so, less helpful ones. What do you think, I think the criteria all, for a good one would be? Look, I think all resolutions can be good if you don't put too much on your plate mm-hmm. and you have a plan and a why. If your why is strong enough and it's you're fueled by kind of good quality fuel, good quality motivation, um, I think you can kind of get there and you build a plan. And we'll go into this a bit more detail, but what I find that people do magically think that at midnight on the 31st, <laughs> you're suddenly going to be different on the, on January the 1st. And the thing is, that short-term motivation will get you to over the line to a degree, but it won't get you there. Let's talk about the why, um, because you do a lot around fitness and a lot, a lot of people are, their big thing is like, you know, I want to lose 10 kilos. Yeah. Why? Why do you want to lose 10 kilos? Like, exactly. What is that going to enable you to do? And yep. if, if you can get that, you know, get to the crux of it, surely that's what hopefully keeps you on the path throughout the year. You know what? I would say avoid the numbers. Mm. Avoid the numbers because when you set goals that are so finite, what happens when you get to that goal? So goals aren't really what you're looking for. It's you look for systems, look for discipline, look for changing or creating a new identity around this habit, this thing that you want, this intention. But when you set a goal of 10 kilos or 14% body fat or even whatever it might be, when you get that, you lose that drive. Think about people that make it, right? Even in like a, a, their career or they made a million or they got the job of their dreams. A lot of these people go into depression. Yeah, then what? Yeah, then what? You, so you ran a marathon. Okay, you completed it, now what? You said systems there. What do you mean by systems? Develop a system that works. And by, by that, I mean have a plan, have a strategy. So I work with my clients. I've, got, I've created this strategy document that gets them looking at three things. There's three W's. Where are you now? Where do you want to be? And what are you going to do about it? A lot of people, and I would include myself on this, <laughs> don't know where they want to be. Good, right. So when we've done where... Where are you now? Which is looking at the wheel of life. So we're looking at where, you know, physically rate yourself out of 10, your oh, finances, 
No, but it could be anything. So even someone that you might think is a 10 yeah. or like an eight, to them, they're like, you know, actually, no, my goal is bigger. I want to be like, you know, maybe healthier in some way. So I don't mean physically in like six pack and stuff. I mean, just your physical health. How you feel in yourself. How you feel in yourself. Okay. Then it might be spirituality, relationships, all these things. I get them. To, I get my clients to rate them between one and 10 and rate, what are you doing good in this area? And what could you improve? And then what bad habits do you have in these areas that take you away from being a 10? Mm -hmm. Tab two on the spreadsheet is, okay, so where do you want to be? And I, all I get them to do is just paint out their ideal life five years from now. Yeah, but a lot of people are like, oh, I want to be living in the Bahamas and Fine. not working. Fine. <laughs> Fine. What? There's nothing wrong in that. Paint it. And then you can go into the whys, looking at your values, your belief systems, and all these kind of things. Don't Rather than think about, is it realistic? Just dream. And we go from there. And then from there, you can work backwards. Right? Okay, so how do you get there? How much money do you need? Mm. You know? What What about... Just You can go into everything. I think for, for many people, though, it's it, we... <laughs> We don't know to, how to plug into what sparks us. So that idea of where do I want to be is like, well, I don't, I don't know. What are some of the questions you can ask yourself to how start How do you want to feel? Okay. How would you like to feel? And go with it. But maybe you don't know which country you want to live in or if you want children or what your families look like or anything like this. But how do you want to feel a, a year from now? How do you want to feel a year from now? Peaceful. I was, I was thinking the same thing. Peaceful. I just At want, peace. I, yeah, I want to feel peace. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like I'm frantically... And it's been... I mean, you know, a tough three years for me, like yeah. since I arrived in Dubai, it's been fight or flight for three years. Coaching and, and this brotherhood XB is all I do here. This mm -hmm. is my full time. And building your own business, as many of you listening will understand, is tough. When it comes to the coaching, Adel, what are some of the, I don't want to say trends, but maybe patterns, yeah. things that are coming up for men? I know you work with men and women, but men in particular yeah. here in the UAE. And I'm, I'm really just asking this to normalize perhaps a lot of what people are thinking about or maybe worrying about listening to us today. Um, feeling stressed that everything is their responsibility and how to manage their day, their time, their stress levels and just find peace. Mm -hmm. um, how to be more confident in themselves but also with the opposite sex. Um, so how to find a partner, um, how to maintain their relationship, how to communicate, how to manage their anger, um, how to get fit and healthy. Mm -hmm. um, I've got people overcoming addiction. Um, so as much as I'm not trained in therapy or counselling, I work with them on active strategies that we can do and then also partner with a therapist at the same time. Mm -hmm. But those, I say, were probably the most common things. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, they, p men come to me for everything, but I always go back to the same route, which is helping men find their truth. Mm -hmm. First of all, let's go into what do you want. We've had loads of messages, obviously talking about the three words that people you know, want to manifest, want to experience in 2024. Um, but also some questions for you as well. And um, we've had a message from No Name saying, my husband is lonely, bottom line, I don't know how to help him. We're going to yeah. talk about that next. Um, we've got had a message about motivation. Can't decide if I'm just lazy, procrastinate too much. Any tips on how to get your motivation or drive back? And um, Chris... <laughs> I love you. I don't know if you're male or female, but I think you're incredible. Um, saying, I only do, do fun resolutions. This year, every time I see a shape of pasta I haven't tried before, I'm going to try it. I love that. <laughs> I love pasta. Uh, James saying, my 89-year-old mum says her resolution for 2024 is to stay alive. I am joining her in this. Everything else is just window dressing. Nice. Joining us now from Brotherhood DXB, we've got Adel. He works as a coach one-on-one -on -one and also as a community of over 250 men um, online. And most importantly, I think in real life, coming yep. together once a week on the beach, having a chat, having a circle, having just being around each other and fostering meaningful relationships, supporting one another. Do you find that some of these 
friendships kind of splinter off from the main group. Have you had that? 100%. We've got subgroups being created in the in the WhatsApp group, for example. Um, but also, we I've had a couple of guys recently, they just, they took a trip to Amman. They just took a, the car and three hours later, they're in Amman, sending us videos of them hanging out with guys go hiking, people are training together. There's a lot that goes on. That you know, must be really meaningful to you. Under, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I definitely feel fulfilled in, in, in what I'm doing. Uh, it's very heartwarming. Good. Um, and one of the key things that men come to this group for is because they don't have friends. You know, and I think many men can resonate with, actually many people in, du in Dubai can resonate with feeling lonely in Dubai. Mm -hmm. You know, you come here usually on your own. Uh, so these men are now forging friendships and Hello. it's beautiful. Uh, we've had loads of messages from women on this, but guys, this hour really is for you as well. So we'd love to hear from you. What are some of your goals and tensions? And of course, if you do need a bit of a bit of support or want to share what you've been going through on the community or lack of community, that loneliness, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can give us a call if you want, 04871 Equally, if you found great ways of making connections, we'd love those as well. Message from Jennifer saying, as an unintentional expat of 19 years, making friends is super important, especially with the transient population. I look for connections every day. If I don't keep recruiting new friends, we just, we just don't have any. Being an obnoxious American helps with the smiling initial conversations. Um, I've met friends in the weirdest places here. Yeah. yeah, Instagram for one. Yep. Met a good friend in a car park who complimented me on my buggy. <laughs> nice, know? as you do. But I think it, it is just kind of keeping your eyes open to someone like, oh, actually, you seem nice. I would like to have a coffee, have a chat with you. Keeping time. your eyes open. Yeah. Not looking at your phone, being yeah. present. Mm -hmm. This is key. And I, some of my guys are spending so much time at home or in the office that they don't actually venture out. So that's why I'm a big fan of, for example, co-working spaces. Yes. Um, because, you, I mean, even at the bureau where I, where I work, I've met so many people from there, made so many new friends. Because we're, we're all here doing the same thing. It's, a, it's a, exactly that. It's that eye contact. It's someone going, oh, have you met so-and-so? Oh, you guys got this in common. Oh, you were talking about ice baths off air before. You know, all of this. Um, some lovely, lovely messages. I'm feeling, I'm feeling very blessed, to be honest. I have nice. such, such, such lovely guests and such lovely listeners. Um, can I ask you about New Year's resolutions? Because yes, let's go. I think a lot of people don't set them because we're afraid of failure. I think sometimes it's afraid of success. But it's like, I don't want to put this on paper or out in the world because I'm going to feel like garbage if I don't get it. Yep. Does that make sense? 100%. Look at that mentality already. Right? You, you're already telling yourself you're going to fail. Mm. A failure, is a, failure isn't a decision. Failure is a, an actual decision that you can make. So if you start something and maybe you fall off the wagon, you can just start again tomorrow. You only fail when you stop. So there's no outside definition of, of failure. No one is telling you that you failed until and unless you tell yourself and that you stopped. Mm -hmm. And when you set this, like I mentioned earlier, this plan, this strategy, you've written it down, which means that you now have a metric for failure or a metric for not meeting that goal. If you say you're going to go to the gym four times a week and you don't, you feel like you failed. So we have to redefine failure as a, as a literally as a definition and understand that we can control when we stop and when we don't. Mm -hmm. um, and setting those goals in a way which, or those intentions in a way which is easily digestible is one of the key things. But the one thing I would say that is the biggest crux for not meeting our, our intentions and our goals is our habits. What are some of the real reasons that our habits fail, Adil? So a habit is formed through a cue, um, a routine and a reward. And so often our cue to reward ratio is normally uh, geared around this very quick dopamine hit, right? So this dopamine is the feel good chemical. 
So if we are wired to get that dopamine hit quickly, we don't then uh, associate any kind of long-term goal and, and allowing ourselves to uh, work hard for something that might be awarded to us later. Can you give us some examples? Well, like, for example, eating, eating good food today, it's not going to give you the leanest body overnight. This could take six months to a year. But because we can't see that, we lose drive and motivation. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying that your motivation has to, has to be stronger than just your immediate fix. Yeah, that why. That why. Don't get me wrong. You know, a breakup might force you to do something. But then it's your responsibility to find out, okay, what are the habits in place that I have that I need to undo or rewire? And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's very, very hard to break a habit. But you can replace it. And studies have shown that a habit can't be broken. But it can be replaced. And you can make new kind of mental connections and brain, uh, you know, neurological connections in your, in your, in your brain, in your body. Um, so replacing it is probably one of the key things. But understanding your cue is one of the biggest things. So if you know that you, you, know, you might reach for a bag of chips on a Friday when you're watching a film, you, you just know not to have them in the house, that you have to be strong enough there. Yeah. Having accountability buddies and partners, that's why PTs and coaches are useful. Because you need someone to hold you accountable. And when you part with money to a coach or a PT, <laughs> that also plays a part. And that's why you have to invest in yourself. If you know what your pitfalls are, you're already like far more likely to overcome them. I think it's also, as, as you say, bouncing back or being realistic. You know, like no one is going to have a really pain-free, friction-free, easy 2024. Like stuff is going to come up. Yep. It is. And it's your ability and I, I really struggle with the word resilience, but you, but you know, you know where I'm coming from here. Yep. To turn those tears, that pain, into knowledge, into a learning, into what can I actually take from this, even if it is the like, you know, the worst, if it's grief and loss, and it might not be immediate, but it can be if you're surrounded by some of the right people or you've got some resources to think, like, what can I take from the absolute depth of so garbage? Look and look and. For anyone listening, look at everything that you've been through over the last kind of maybe five to ten years or just even the last year even. And if you have started something and you've stopped, just analyze why. Just a little audit with kindness to yourself. And like, okay, this was let me down or I let these things take priority. And that's the that's one of the key things that we've got to look at is what is more important? What do you really want? And what, what were you willing to, to do instead that was more important than that goal that you set? And just have that conversation with yourself. And that's why you mentioned journaling earlier. Journaling is so powerful just to write these things down. And when you see it on paper, then you can start to maybe apply some rationale to it, some logic, and then you can work backwards and find a plan. And then you can say, right, well, this doesn't work for me. How do I solve that? Mm-hmm. I want to come back to failure. Um, do you listen to a podcast called How to Fail? No. Okay. You might, it might be your new listen. I think there's a few series out. It's by a, an author and journalist called Elizabeth Day, and she's, she's passionate about the topic of failure. And every week she interviews... A celebrity, a well-known person, someone who you'd look at and go, well, they've made it, about the three significant failures in their life. I love that. And it is so interesting because you've got people who might be authors who got knocked back from journalism school. Sometimes it's something like you know, failing your driving test, but when you actually dig into it, did you fail your driving test? Two times. <laughs> But sometimes, you know, the most touching ones are things like, you know, I failed to, I mean, goodness, I listened to one one morning, I was just sobbing. She she lost both of her parents during COVID and she's like, you know, I, I failed to save my parents, basically what she was oh. talking about. But what the whole philosophy or philosophy is 
you know, when we lean into failure, it teaches us how to succeed better. Mm. Like, you know, things don't come easy. They shouldn't come easy. Um, and what can you take from that? What, where, how has that set you up to, to do better down the line? And I think we shy away from it because we don't want to... Take the lesson. Yeah. There's always a silver line. There's always a lesson in everything, you know, lessons and learnings. Um, and if you connect the dots looking backwards, as they say, you will realise that everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. There's always a reason. So even, hard in the moment though, isn't it? Even me being here, right? I came here to be in a relationship with someone. So I was having a long distance relationship. And I thought, fine, okay, let's make it work. No idea. I actually had written in my journal a year before Dubai as an option. So she was a catalyst, me being here. But we broke, the relationship broke down within three months. And I had to leave the, the apartment. I had to go stay in a hotel. I didn't have a job. Um, I was trying to sort my visa out. It was tough. Mm -hmm. And this last, you know, like I said, the th three years of being here have been really, really difficult. But now I look back and think, wow, I'm so grateful for her. And also so grateful to you. I feel like as expats, we don't give ourselves enough credit for actually having the guts to put ourselves in these situations. True. Whether you moved here when you were, you know, 20 or 40 or 60. And I know a lot of people who have had conversations over the holidays with friends and family, maybe in their home countries or people being here and being like, oh, you're so lucky you've built such a great life. And it's like, well, it's not necessarily luck. I think it takes massive, you know what, yep. to... <laughs> <laughs> to to get on that plane to pack that bag to say goodbye to take the risk and I think yes your ex is probably I mean it was my ex that got me here as well to be to be honest I don't credit him with much but you know I'll give him that hey. um, but you know give give yourself some some credit and some I think a lot of people are saying compassion for this for, as an intention for this year self compassion and kindness. We're really hard on ourselves. Especially when you mentioned that we're in this world where it's just go, go, go. It's like we have to be it. We have to make something of ourselves. we got to, you know, we're always pushing mm -hmm. a little bit of, that's why it's nice you're giving away this package to these. Uh, yeah, a bit of pampering. Unlucky winner. Yeah. Should we go through some of the messages we've had? Let's do it. Um, consistency, connectivity and communication. Love these three words, guys. Do keep them coming in. Be consistent with your practices. Create a habit. Foster connectivity with your core family and friends mm. while strengthening your communication with others. Alaray wants to practice more hobbies. And we, do you know what? We get older and we let our hobbies fall by the, by the wayside. We forget what sparks joy, makes us laugh, brings us... You know, we do. Um, it's, uh, it's really lovely. Um, healthier, calmer, productive. Jennifer, gratitude, grace and quiet. Mm. Peace, sanity and kindness. A lot of people wanting peace in 2024 and I echo this so, so hard. Um, I love, as I said, we had Chris before who wants to just try all different types of pasta in 2024. Um, I've seen him saying, learning a musical instrument in 2024, that's my resolution. I have a track record for meeting my resolutions. Last year's was not learning a musical instrument. Nice. <laughs> a win is a win. We've had step goals. We've had it all. Um Coming back to you and Brotherhood DXP, what, where would you like it to go in 2024, Adil, and, and I guess beyond? I mean, we're going to be launching Brotherhood Abu Dhabi. Mabruk! Uh, yeah, this, this month. Um, we've got a few of the guys that are out there have been travelling into Dubai that said, you know, can we do something in Abu Dhabi? I said, yeah, maybe it's going to start now with two guys. <clears throat> um, so there's that. We're going to be hopefully holding some retreats this year as well. So we're looking at Sri Lanka, um, some maybe some in Africa, and local ones in Dubai as well, Amazing. or at least the UAE. Um, and these are really transformational retreats, and I want I want it's a, the way the main thing that I work with men on is healthy masculinity. Ooh, that's Help. a good topic. We talk about that another day. But for now, what does that mean to you? Yeah, so it just means helping men tap into who they are as a man without feeling any shame 
you know, and just I feel like in, we're living in a world now where maybe it's been a bit suppressed and or there's people around talking about masculinity in, a, in a, maybe a negative light. Yeah, definitely. I want to bring it into a healthy way so we can be better men for society, mm -hmm. for our partners and our children and the world, you know. Um, and also more charity work this year. So I definitely want to get in touch with some charities in the UAE and see how we can give back. I think that speaks to a really interesting point. I think a lot of people want to do good, do char you know, do some charitable work, but don't know how. Yeah. So sometimes a bit of hand-holding of like, you know, you've got some time, you've got this good intention, that's actually make it happen because I'm, I would love to as well. It's just a case of, how? Right. If anyone's listening that is involved with charities and, and we can get involved, please. Need some manpower. Yeah, literally. <laughs> wants, he needs some manpower. We would, and that's the thing, I do want these guys to get their, use their hands. Yeah. I think we missed that. Do you know what? When my dad retired, he was talking about in Australia, they've got something called man sheds. Are you familiar with this concept? So in the UK, you've got the Women's Institute and it's a lot, of, it's, it's, you know, coming together, they do talks, there's lots of baking and bake sales. In Australia, men, man sheds. And it is like fixing toys. Nice. It is sharing skills. It's being together. And I think a lot of it is exactly like getting back to, to feeling useful, yeah. to doing stuff with your hands. I call oh. my men's circle the man cave. That's man cave. Yeah. The more the man beach. Yeah. Oh, message here saying me, thrift for good, golf for good. So thrift for Done. good. Um, I'll, Jennifer, I will connect you with Adil and you guys can do some good in 2024. <laughs> Thank you. And thank you for downloading this episode of the Afternoons with Helen Farmer podcast. Don't forget, you can subscribe. You'll get it direct to your phone as soon as it's out. And you can listen to me live on Dubai Eye 103.8, Monday to Friday between 2 and 5 p.m. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.